This podcast is made possible by the generosity of supporting members. Please visit dharmaocean.org to learn more about becoming a supporting member. You are listening to the Dharma Ocean Podcast. In this talk, Reggie reflects on the fear we experience on the somatic journey when we lose reference points and enter into the world of the Shadowlands, a world that is utterly new and unfamiliar. Herein lies the realm of our bigger self. This excerpt is from a talk given in Your Breathing Body, Volume 1, Beginning Practices for Physical, Emotional, and Spiritual Fulfillment, an audio training course produced by Sounds True. It is available for a download in the online store at dharmaocean.org. We've been talking about our small, self-absorbed person, our little ego, our restricted, narcissistic self, and how unsatisfying it is to live within that tiny domain. And we've also been talking about a much larger experience of who we are, touching in to something that doesn't have the usual boundaries and the self-absorption of our little self. It's quite interesting that we feel the inadequacy of our petty self or our tiny self precisely because even in our darkest moments we have a sense of this much larger way of being that is already within us and within our experience as a possibility. If we are so unsatisfied with living in this very small, superficial, distracted, struggling way. And if the only thing we ultimately want is to inhabit the much larger state of being that is our true self, then why is it so difficult for us to surrender into that bigger space? When we do practices like the earth descent and the earth breathing, we find ourselves often unable to let go. We find ourselves clinging to the surface. And really we feel so frustrated sometimes. Why are we doing this? Why are we unwilling to open? Why are we unable to open? Why do we try to hang on to the surface? When we do somatic spiritual work, and this comes up particularly in working with the earth, we may begin to sense that there is an edge of fear in the practice itself, that when we're invited to open and descend, to open and let go of our surface self, to open and begin to 
expand into a bigger sense of who we are, that we feel fear. It's very true that when we follow a genuine spiritual path, I'm not talking about a, a kind of bogus superficial facsimile of spirituality, but genuine spirituality, when we're engaging in a genuine spiritual practice, fear is our constant companion. We come up to our own boundary. We come up to the edge of the territory of the restricted self. And as we approach the boundary, as we approach the demarcation between the familiar little self that we have under control, more or less, and as we gaze beyond that fence into the larger world of our bigger self, we feel fear. The way the human ego works is that it narrows itself down until it has a territory that's so small that it can control it. We reduce ourselves to the point where we feel that we have control at least over the territory right before us. In some sense, we also understand what we're giving up. There's some instinctive feeling that we're having to sacrifice almost everything of what we are in order to maintain the familiarity, the sense of safety, and the control of the little self. When we come to the boundary of the little self and we look out, we see a lot of shadows. Right on the periphery of the boundary of the small self are the shadowlands. We can see shapes, but we can't quite make them out. We sense a presence here, a presence there, but we don't recognize it. We feel there's a life there, but we sense it's a life we can't control. And then beyond the shadow lands is the darkness. In some sense, the darkness, the shadow lands, and the unfamiliar call us. But at the same time, we're afraid. We're afraid of what is unfamiliar. We're afraid of otherness. We're afraid of life and forces and realities that stand apart from us, that we haven't domesticated. Within the boundary, within the fence, of our little self, we have a lot of stuff going on. We have a lot of domesticated animals. We have dogs that just hang around us looking for a handout. We have cows that have lost their intelligence. We even have lions, but they've lost their souls. And they look at us with their big sad eyes. We have a lot of things around us in the world of our little self, but they're either dead or denatured. They've lost their hearts, they've lost their vitality, they've lost their souls. The gain for us is that we are all powerful and we can control the space. And then we look out from this world that we've created, this prison that we've created really, 
We look over the fence and on the other side we see a lot of things, a lot of wild, truly wild animals that come and go in the shadows. A lot of spirits, a lot of ghosts, ghosts of the past, spirits of the future, a lot of energy. And we feel fear, we feel fear because it's also new and we can't control it and we're afraid we're going to be hurt or killed if we open ourselves up beyond this little protected enclosure of our small self. This situation needs to be acknowledged. Of course, the world outside, in one sense it's another world, in another sense it's not another world, it's actually our self, it's our bigger self. Our bigger self is largely unknown to us now. Our bigger self has a lot of wildness in it, and that terrifies us. When we sense within ourselves all kinds of undomesticated possibilities, it makes us frightened. We realize all the things we could say in all the situations of our life where we could speak the truth rather than retract in fear and cowardice, where we could show people who we are in a way that they might not like at all, where we could become angry when some injustice is being performed, when we could find ourselves wanting to protect people from the aggression of others, when we just want to express something that is too big for the situation, too happy, too sad. We are wild within us. We have wild hearts. We are untamed fundamentally. We may have domesticated a lot of animals in our space, but we ourselves are untamed and we know it. When we come up against a practice like the earth breathing, we feel fear often. We feel resistance. There's a part of us that just wants to stay safe and stay within this small enclosure. Much as we want to go beyond, much as we feel such an urge to let the wildness out, to let the bigness and the beauty of who we are express itself in the universe in a completely unrestricted way, there's another part of us that's very afraid, very shrinking, very cowardly. Freud, Sigmund Freud, in his writing, talks about the principle of life and the principle of death. The principle of death is the tendency to want to shrink, shrink from life, shrink from who we are, shrink into a very tiny space and ultimately just become numb. When we drink ourselves into oblivion, when we watch television until our emotional life is rotten and dead, when we have sex 
until we truly don't care anymore at all about anything. When we buy things with a kind of voracious appetite, trying to fill up some empty void, this is the principle of death. The principle of wanting to go to sleep and never wake up. This is the underlying inspiration of the ego. Keep it safe, keep it small, keep it secure, and for God's sake, don't live. Don't touch life, because if you do, something terrible might happen. You might actually begin to live, and that would be a terrifying prospect. But then there's another part of us that is looking in the most longing and yearning way over that fence seeing all the animals, the wild ones, the really, truly wild and ferocious and beautiful animals come and go in the shadows. And we hear some kind of music calling from the darkness, calling us out. This is the inspiration of meditation. When we feel inspired to sit down on our cushion and practice, Ultimately, it's the big space calling us. It's the larger self calling us. And when we sit down to meditate, this is our response. It's an appropriate response. It's a courageous response, and it's an accurate response. To download more of Reggie's teachings, find out about upcoming retreats, and to explore a variety of audio listening guides to assist you on your spiritual journey, please visit dharmaocean.org. Our music is by Jeff Beale and Nawang Ketchog from the album Tibet Cry of the Snow Lion.